In today's episode, we're speaking to Juliana Garcia. Juliana is a CEO and Colombian immigrant to the USA. She has built a 2.5 million business in two years, helping coaches to clarify the message, get fully booked and charge premium prices. She has been featured in ABC, CBC, Forbes, Entrepreneurs on Fire and in the docuseries Millionaire Within Her with Marissa Peer and the Digital Marketing Revolution with Alex Hamonzi, Ryan Alevacu and Preston Smiles. Juliana is on a mission to help 1 million coaches articulate their value and charge a premium. Let's speak to Juliana and find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Girl Khan, your money mindset expert. And today we have the pleasure and the honor to be with the beautiful Juliana Garcia. Welcome, Juliana. Oh my God, so happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming, Juliana. Juliana, everyone's heard how fabulous you are from the intro, but please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. Absolutely. So my name is Juliana Garcia, and what I do is I help coaches clarify their message so they can attract premium clients. Wonderful. And so Julian, talk us through, we were talking off camera, you're telling us that you have a fabulous story where how you came to be, you know, know about your money story and how you overcame it. So talk us through, you know, how, what happened for you? Yeah. So um, you guys maybe can hear me or some of you can see me, but I am not from America. I did not grow up here. I did not speak English when I was little. I was born in Colombia in a third world country in South America. And I didn't have the most delicious relationship when it came to money because where I grew up, I had a lot of limiting beliefs from my mom. My mom was an entrepreneur. She had her own dental clinics, but the belief that I noticed that as I got older and older, I picked up from her was that money is hard to make. Mm. It's hard to make money. You have to work really hard. That money is unsteady, that it's not reliable. Like sometimes Mm. it comes, sometimes it goes. And so, um, and I also, my mom never really paid me to do chores. I don't know for some kids, like their parents kind of pay them to do chores and they have an allowance. Like money was always kind of withheld from me. So Mm -hmm. I felt like money was not something that I had. It was there. My, we never, you know, it's not like we were in poverty or anything, but it was this kind of hard thing that I had to kind of like beg for, like, mom, can I please, please have this much money? Can I please, please have, it was just a really interesting, like it was hard to get for some Mm -hmm. reason money. So I was a very, um, I taught myself how to speak English when I was eight by watching Backstreet Boys, MTV, VH1, and translating every song. So by the time that I was about 11 or 12, I had, I was already bilingual just by, just from watching TV. TV, wow. 
And I just remember being in my room when I was a little girl, just thinking, I want to live in the US. Like, what would that look like? I want to live in the hills of California because there was this show. I don't know if you remember The Hills uh, on MTV. Um, some people might know it, like the Laguna Beach and the hills. And I just wanted to like be one of those girls, like a reality TV. And I just remember thinking, I really want that life. Mm-hmm. But I was in a third world country. Like it doesn't, you know. So as I grew, uh, as I grew older, I remember just feeling how much I wanted to just do my own thing, but I kept thinking, I don't know how money works. Like people pay you for what? Like, what does, how does it work? How do I get money to me? And I felt like it was just my parents that I had to beg for money to pay for school for, to pay for things. So I would never believed in my own ability to be a creator of money, right? I feel like I had to ask for it for somebody, a parent, somebody, or the government, like, please, I'll fill out these forms, give me money. But it was not like I have intrinsic value to give, to offer, and I offer value to the world. Therefore, the value comes back to me money. That was not a belief that I was installed in me until, until recently, until like the last like six years of my life. And so I spend my whole life struggling with money, right? Like losing, like making, saving a lot of money, but then getting myself into situations where like I crashed my best friend's car when I was like 19 in Australia and I had to give all my savings to pay off for her car. So they were, I just I, like I had money, but I was hoarding it because I was afraid to let it go. And then something would happen where I had to like pay all of it. So mm-hmm. it was an interesting um experience. And then when I first began, you know, I moved to Australia by myself uh, when I was 17 alone. And, you know, I wanted to kind of build my own life there. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anything. And then I got there and the accent is so different from the like American English. So it, it was basically like learning a whole new language. And, and so I, you know, I worked there and had a job again, saved, uh, basically paid it all to my friend that I crushed our car. And so it was interesting because I just knew that I didn't really, some, I felt like I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know how I was like, entrepreneurs mm-hmm. make their own money. They have limitless possibilities. I just don't know how. So I went to university to study entrepreneur, um, marketing and entrepreneurial kind of stuff. But he wasn't, you know, in university, you don't learn anything about entrepreneurship. It's all outdated anyway. So I did end up finding a, uh, an article on a newspaper that would teach you how to create a coaching company, uh, sorry, a uh, software company without any skills, without any funding and without, without any coding skills, without any funding and without any idea. So I was okay. like, all right, that maybe, and they promised you that they would teach you how to start your first business. So I did it. And I became one of the success stories. And they invited me to come to America to give a speech about my story, to do a talk about how I did it. And when I came to America, I realized the mentality that is so different here living compared to Australia and maybe in the UK and Europe is very different from America. Americans are, they don't care about being modest. They just own their stuff. They're like, I'm good. I'm here to innovate and you can do it too. And I can do it too. We all get to do it together. Whereas in Australia, the mentality is kind of like something called tall puppy syndrome, that if you stand out too much, if you're trying to be too different, no, that doesn't go. Right. Mm -hmm. Has that happened to you? Yeah. That's in the UK as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
And same in Europe, I have clients in Ireland. I have clients in so many different places where it's like, you know, my job as a coach is to help them elevate their marketing, elevate their message, own their gifts, own their voices and, and articulate it in a powerful way. And there's so much conditioning from the world. Like, no, don't be a little bit more modest. Don't, don't, don't own the camera too much. And when I came to America, it was the first place, the first time in my life when I felt accepted for who I am mm. or that I felt celebrated because I wanted big things that I felt like people also wanted big things for themselves and that we could all do it together. Like there was space for everybody. Mm. So I was like, I am staying here. I'm not going to go back to Australia. So I literally left my car, my clothes, my furniture, and I never went back to Australia. I was here just for the trip for like a month. And I just left all my belongings there. Really? Yeah, everything. But why didn't you go back and um, sell everything and plan to move here? I didn't have money to go back and come back. I was like, I'm here. I can't, you know, it's $4,000 to get a ticket all all the way back here. Where am I going to get that money from? Like, no. So, it, it was it, to me it felt like a waste of time. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with that chapter. And I think this is one of the things that has served me the most. Once I know, I know, and I, it makes no sense to most people to do what I do, but I do it. And it's like, I follow my heart. My heart was ready to be here. My heart was ready to continue the journey of being here. That like the material stuff, I knew I could start all over again, right? Clothes. I mean, sure, I had just been to the UK and the UK is so cheap when it comes to clothes. It's so great. I bought all these clothes. I had just so much but I was like, no, my heart's calling me to be here. And so I left everything. A friend helped me sell my car eventually. So I got some money from that. But I left everything behind to start a new life as an entrepreneur. And, and in America. So I've got a question for you. So this is, you've just glazed over it. This is not a small thing. You just stayed. <laughs> you just stayed. Um, what do you do for visa? What do you do for uh, income? Where did you stay? I mean, you just stay, but where did you stay exactly? You know, that, that- I, know. I, I hear you. It's a whole thing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you the details. Well, the first yeah. thing is because I'm an Australian, you can come here in a visa. I mean, I don't know what the rules are anymore. I think that this is not allowed. In, I don't know. But uh, when you're Australian, you have a three month visa, so you can stay here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Three. That's, that, that, right. that much I, it's okay. But that's only three months or six months. I mean, I think we have six yeah. months or something. But what, you know, but that's, but you know, to work in that, in that, during that time, right? Right. So then my dad is American. And so I was able to just in time get in and through, do all of the things that needed to happen for that to be a thing. Cause it was a whole process. It was a whole process, but it was, I was right on time. And then work-wise, I mean, I was, I was living on savings. I didn't, I didn't have, I was like, I just know I want to live here. I want to live here. I want to live here. I sold my company, my software company. So I had some money from that because I wasn't passionate about the software, even though it helped me, I, you know, it was my, my beginning, my, the beginning of my journey. It, I wasn't passionate about software. I knew I was passionate about coaching because in that program that I bought that taught me all these things, I was a great coach. Mm-hmm. I coached everybody. Everybody just wanted my coaching. I just kind of awakened my coach in me, you know? But I remember that my mentor said, don't become a coach because coaches don't make money. Oh, okay. Back, back in 2014 and that, you know, I, everything he said, I would just be like, okay. So I was like, oh, my coaches are broke. Coaches don't make money. So I'm not going to become a coach. <laughs> Fast forward mm-hmm. to today, I'm making multimillion dollars as a coach. It's too funny. But it really, it really impacted me because what I did is like, 
I delayed the desires of my heart and I delayed my money, make my money creation, you know? So what I did instead is I created a marketing agency because I was really good at marketing. I learned a lot about marketing, sales, copywriting, persuasion, all of that. And I created uh, my first agency and I did that for a few years, but I was so capped with just four, four clients. And it was a lot of work. It's a lot of work to have an agency. And I was just burned out and I knew I wanted to be a coach and I knew my heart was like, let's coach, let's coach. But I was so afraid to, to sail to the internet. I am a coach. First of all, I'm like, everyone's going to be like, Oh, another coach. Like everyone's going to throw their eyes. And I had a lot of ego about it because I felt like I was so much better than a coach, mm-hmm. right? Like I had so much wisdom, so much knowledge, intelligence, all the things. And I was like, I don't want to say that I'm a coach because everybody rolls their eyes. So I really had a lot of thoughts about what people think about me and all the judgments. And I just had to go through that until there was a time when I decided in the shower, I had an idea to, I was just so miserable doing this agency thing. And I knew I wanted to show up on the internet, do sell some coaching, just attract coaching clients. And I had an idea to expose 30 truths about myself in 30 days mm-hmm. on the internet and just tell my story and whether people liked it or not, they could just unfriend me or they could actually become raving fans and supporters. And so I decided that every day I would just share something, a lesson about my life or about marketing, things that I knew, principles, um, personal, professional, that would add value to someone's life. And I would do it for 30 days. And I just did it for me because I wanted to get out of this like writer's block and feeling like I just wasn't ready. I needed to get myself out there. And I did that. And I did that. And for the first time in my life, I attracted clients without ads, doing it all organically. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the most self-expressed version of myself. I felt in alignment. I felt like, oh my God, I stood up for my desires. It doesn't matter that people, some coaches don't make money, but what if I can't, what if Mm -hmm. it's meant for me to make money? What if I have value to give? Like, what if it could be different for me? And that thought really like, what if this could work? What if this could work? What if I am worthy of doing it? What if I have, and long story, continue sharing value, continue adding value, value into coaches' lives. And I started helping people with their content. That was my beginning, helping them with their content. And that's how I started attracting clients, content that converts, content that converts. Eventually, it was more about helping you get clients who pay in full, because those were the results that I was creating. And then eventually became helping you attract premium clients who pay in full, which is what I do now, because I was walking the path myself and helping my clients do it too. And so I realized that money, just to bring it back to the conversation around money, the hardest, the time when I was making the least amount of money in my life was when I was not believing that I had any value to offer was when I believed, ah, I, I don't, I don't know if I can offer anything to people, right? Like what everybody has the same thing that I have to say, everybody has the same thing. So I felt like I was just one of one off. And doing the exposure to challenge uh, for myself, it was just an idea that I had in the shower, really got me out of thinking I'm just one of the bunch. I have unique stories. I have unique value to give. And this is important. And I have important things to say that nobody else can say. Only I have experienced that. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop.
So I started raising my own value and really looking like, um, it's kind of like, instead of chipping away at my confidence, I started every day sitting down and saying, well, what do you know, Juliana? You know, a lot of things, let's say one thing today. And I just little by little started raising my confidence. And I didn't, didn't, I didn't realize what I was doing, but what I was doing is increasing the belief in myself, increasing the belief in my client and increasing the belief in my offer. Mm -hmm. And those three things are what are required in order to really sell, to sell consistently. When you believe in what you offer, you believe in the person that you want to offer it to. And when you believe in yourself, that's like the magnetic kind of like the trifecta. And that's where it all began for me. So I'm going to just stay there. I know you have any questions. (laughs) I mean, there's quite a few. I mean, it takes it takes a lot of courage to do what you did. I know you've, you've, you've just got glazed over. I, I decided what to do and I do it. But surely there has to be concerns, inhibitions, doubts that come to your mind when you make such a, you know, which a big step. So when you moved to Australia, uh, you know, how old were you when you moved to Australia and how old were you when you moved to USA? I was 17. I had just finished high school and I moved to Australia uh, at the age of 17 And the interesting thing is that, you know, it it seems like a crazy thing. I mean, it's a crazy thing. Yeah. 17 year old moving to Australia by yourself. But I think that I have this thing in me that I just have, I have an inkling. I have a, a, like I'm, I'm connected to what I desire. And so if I know that's my next thing, nothing is like, nothing is more important than that. Like, mm-hmm. yes, there could be a lot of things that could go wrong, but it's like, my brain doesn't quite, my brain focuses on the possibility and all that will go right versus all that could go wrong. And I think that's what makes me the entrepreneur that I am. And, and with, when I work with my clients, you know, they come to me and they're like, you know, I have that, I feel like I have this weakness in my message, or I feel like this is, you know, they feel inadequate in so many ways. And my brain does this thing where it just flips it into a strength. And they're like, oh my God, that's so true. You, I'm also that I'm like, yeah, that's why it makes you the best coach for them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's this like innate ability to look at what is possible and move towards what I desire and fully surrender to I don't know how it's going to look, but I just know that I'm going to be safe. I know that I'm going to land where I want because my heart's guiding me. And so, of course, I had a lot of a lot of doubts, but but I never doubted that it was the right move. My mom was really scared. My dad was really scared. They all were very scared. I was just like, no, I know that this is for me. I know that this is for me. But that was my next question. How did your parents allow you at the age of 17 to move by yourself? You know, not just to, like <laughs> my daughter wants to move to Europe. I'll have a heart attack. You moved from Colombia all the way to Australia. I mean, that's like a half a, you know, whole day's journey. How yeah. did that happen? And did you go to family members or how did you, you know, how I did was- you even go? No, I packed on my bags, all my shoes and all my cute clothes. And I just left. I mean, they took me to the airport, of course. My mom didn't even want me to get my visa because she didn't want me to leave. She didn't want me to, we, we had, you know, me and my mom had an interesting relationship. Like we, we were very similar, but we didn't really get along. And my parents got divorced when I was 17, when I was 16 or 15. And so I knew that my stepdad leaving the house was not going to be cute for me and my mom to live together. Like we were not going to get along because he's the, he was the glue of the family. And so 
I always tell people I moved because I wanted a bigger future, which is true. But really, I just wanted to get away from the relationship that I had with my mom. With my mom. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think that we could live together. And, and she, of course, was scared for me leaving and she did not support me at all. I had to work very hard to get that visa to pay for it. I mean, in Colombia, you don't work when you're like underage. Like that's mm-hmm. just not a thing. You know, in, in America, it's normal. But like I, you don't do that. I was working 14 hour days to pay for the visa. I was doing everything because because I knew my heart was like, yeah, let's go. This is where we're meant to be. So it was a lot of work, but I trusted myself. And now I have a great relationship with my mom, you know, because we're not always in each other's spaces. And, and, and it was great. Like once I moved out, everything, everything was better. But at the time, both her and my stepdad and my dad were not available. They didn't, they didn't want me to, to, to go anywhere other than like stay at home. And so I had to really fight for that. I'm still getting my head around this young kid because when I say because I'm 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 a mother and my daughter is 15 so like this child who's two years older than my daughter uh, moving across you know literally across the 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 world um did he go to someone did he have family that's my question I mean how if so you just so how where did he go and and how did you figure out there's a thing called a homestay and so families that live in the city uh, where I, where you go, uh, basically host you as, as a child and you live with them. And so they kind of like show you around, you basically become part of their family. Uh, but I went into a homestay of this single mom with a 17 year old boy and the 17 year old boy fell in love with me and their mom did not like me. So she kicked me out seven days later. Oh. And I had no home after that. So I, I was going to school. And on the first days for seven days of school, oh, it was two weeks. I think she kicked me out like two weeks after uh, I, I arrived. And so I was like at school asking like my new classmates, can I, do you guys know, can I stay with you? And luckily I made friends with a girl who had a very big house and who was very wealthy. And she's like, yeah, sure. Just come and stay at my place. And I ended up staying with her for about two months. And then after that, I got my, myself like an actual, I, I, like I became, found a roommate and I probably lived in like 11 different places just in those, that two, those two years. Cause it was just like kids, 19 year old, you know what I mean? It's just so random, but oh, I, so you, I, you, were, you were studying, you, you went to study there. You were studying there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was studying marketing. I was studying marketing. So I went to school there to study marketing. That's why I've been in marketing ever since I was uh, little. So, wow. Yeah. I mean, how does, um, cause that, that builds really solid foundations and that builds a very strong mindset, a sense of belief in yourself. I can do this and I can do it on my own. And I've, you know, and I've, I made this decision. Now I have the gumption to stick to it. It takes a lot of courage, even for, you know, people in their twenties and thirties, let alone for a teenager to say, I'm doing this, I'm, I'm doing it. I've done it. That's it. It's mine. Um, but it's, you know, how has that helped you in your business? Let me ask you that. Yeah. The, I, I mean, I have clients who are in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s, I have clients who make 10 million. I have friends who make 10 million. I have friends who make a lot more money than I do, uh, like, you know, 30 million and per year in their companies. And they always ask me, like, where do you, how do you get the wisdom from? Like, where did that come from? Because they come to me for business advice, for personal advice, for, you know, all the things. And I'm like, and, and I always wonder, I always sit with the question, 
because I am, I also, I'm not sure, <laughs> but if I were to say, I think it came from all the, all the hardship that I went through, all the hardship of having to have my own back when I had nothing, when I had nobody, I did not have mom to go to mom was on the other side of the world. There was a very, I had to create a very intimate relationship with myself throughout all the years that I was alone. Like I moved to when I was 17 out of my house and I never went back. I, I just knew it was not a possibility because I didn't want to be with my mom. I didn't want to be in that kind of volatile, uh, you know, I love her to death. And, you know, this is, this is just, I, I, it wasn't good for me to do that. So I was really kind of like this can only make it work mentality. We can only move forward. There's no backup plan. There's no backup plan here. There's only a way forward. And so that has helped me become very resilient and very possibility oriented and like always moving forward and not quitting because I don't think that there is a backup plan. I don't think, well, you know, I can, I don't have a backup plan. I can say, well, I'll just move to my mom's house. It all, all fails. Like some people have that ability. Like, well, I'll just stay with my grandma. My, no, my grandparents live in a tiny town in Colombia. They're like, it's not, it's not going to happen. You know, mm. like there is no ease, easy, like way out. So for me, it's only moving forward. I don't have any other options other than move forward. Right. I, I don't have any other options other than I have to have my own back. I get to believe in myself more than anyone else. And I go first. I go first. What does Juliana need? How is she feeling? And how can I give her what she needs? And I am responsible for myself and for loving myself and for empowering myself. Nobody else has that job mm-hmm. because I've had it from the beginning. Like I had nobody from the beginning. And so I think that really re- developed this sense of backing myself no matter what in a really incredible way. But also it helped me all the hardship help me and and all them were like I have three different pass- passports I've traveled to 57 countries so meeting so many different cultures so many different people and being so into communication and 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 people has allowed me to get a lot of perspectives a lot of perspectives that I think most people don't have access to because they haven't traveled as much or been in like different relationships on different capacities and business and all the things. And so I'm just able to kind of put all of that together and, and give like very timeless advice or input to my clients, to my friends, to myself. So I think it's just the, the, the ability to have a lot of, a lot of perspective. Hmm. And that, I mean, I, I think so. I think that, I mean, those people who are watching this on YouTube can see how yeah, you are incredibly young. But when I'm speaking to you, yeah, there's a there's a very wise and probably not what was, as, as I say in my, in my circle, you've got an old soul. And, but you, you regardless of, the, of, of whether you believe in that or not, but you have yeah. got a wise um, head on your shoulders and it goes beyond your years. But I think the reason for that is the fact that you did um, do all of this quite early on. You took the yeah. responsibility for yourself, your education, your well-being and your livelihood on your own shoulders at the age of 17, moved onto another part of the world completely, and then have been making decisions for yourself ever since. When you take personal responsibility, start making decisions, it turns out you completely well. It can either go down one path or in your case, it really helped you and you were, you really were able to move forward. Yeah, I really can see that. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap this up. Any parting comments for somebody who's thinking, you know, 
it's okay for you, but you know, you, you know, you did the then, you know, young and foolish, as they can say, you know, you're young and foolish, but it worked out for you. I am now working, I'm in my corporate job, I've got a family, I've got three kids to feed, and I don't think I can take those kind of risks that you take we've taken. What would you say to someone like that? Ooh, I love that question. I love that question. I want to answer intentionally because I get it. I am not like you. I am not a mom. I did not have kids when I moved to a different country. I don't think he's required to make moves that way to make a difference in your life. Mm -hmm. It's not required to do what I did in order to make a difference in your life. That felt right for me. For you, what might feel right is to dedicate your time to create a business and to, or maybe if you're working on something else, it is to, it is to dedicate yourself to what you desire because sometimes we get caught up in all the reasons why we can't that's how most people operate all the reasons why like oh it's not the right time it's not oh, it's too much whatever and there, i had many reasons i mean i had many 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 reasons i think that the important thing is to remember that there's always something you can do so what is the risk tolerance that you have and how mm-hmm. can you expand that how can you expand your risk tolerance? Because really the risk can be, can, risks have such a huge payoff for me when you listen to what you feel, like what you desire that you want to do. There's all, it's going to be wins and losses, but there is a payoff. There's a payoff if you don't stop. If you don't stop, you're always going to get to where you want to be. And that's, that was my, that's the principle of my move. It was if I don't stop, I cannot get to where I want to be and I'm not going to stop. So For me, I didn't have kids. I didn't have anything. So I didn't stop. But for you, how can you expand your risk tolerance and double down on the belief that you have in yourself? Because right now you're more committed to your limitations and the reasons why you can't versus to the reasons why you totally could. That's that's something that every person can do. Fabulous. I love that. I love the uh, the idea that if you're if you're if you're holding yourself back, you are married to your limitations and you're less free. I think recognizing that is the first step in the dire- right direction. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, Juliana, tell us how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet? Yes. So if you go to um, well on Instagram, my handle is ITS, it's Juliana Garcia. And Juliana is just with one N. It's Juliana Garcia. And then my website is julianagarcia.com. The Expose Your Truth Challenge that I was talking about actually became a PDF because people were like, I love that you did that. So you can download that and it's on the bottom of my website. It will change your life if you want to attract clients by writing content that really converts. Fantastic. And if you are listening to us on the podcast, the links that Julian has just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we'll have the links to her as well. Do check her out. She sounds, um, she is amazing. And her program <laughs> sounds amazing too. But Julian, we'll have to have you back on Money Talkies. But for today, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your time with us. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to me and Julian today. I will be back with another amazing Firefighter Future guest, finding out how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Gold Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, 
www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.